So we're in the midst of this pandemic, this crisis. The coronavirus is sweeping the world and indeed sweeping the nation and much of the psyche of this nation. And so I got in touch with my good friend, Brett Johnson of Circle 270 Media, and we were discussing the value of having a podcast in a pandemic and then also every day after a pandemic as well. Uh, Brett, welcome to Be Heard. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thank you. Yeah, I think this is a great topic. I, I, and obviously, lots of podcasts are deciding to, to hop on this for the, the search value as well as, like you said, getting information out that wasn't available during our last pandemic of swine flu. Yeah. You know, well, probably, yeah, let's think about that. It's probably the most recent to reference to. Yeah, swine flu, I think so. Or was uh, SARS. After or SARS. Or yeah, that. there you go. SARS. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. There have been so many in the recent years that it's uh, hard to keep up with them. Right. But that's the thing, too, that, that a lot of attention is being given to this uh, coronavirus. Many people think inaccurately. Uh, but, you know, I can't argue with it. We have an entire nation in Italy being shut down and other nations responding similar similarly so so uh I, I i think having a podcast and having a way for you to keep yourself out in front of people when everybody is withdrawing could be a very powerful opportunity right i i, I think this um leads toward some things i've been thinking about too in regards to being able to talk to your tribe to your customer base to whoever you your audience is this just continues the conversation. You're there. You're a calming voice during recession, depression, uh, a, a tornado, a blizzard, whatever the case might be. This gives you an opportunity or, well, even going backwards, even a, a crisis within your own company. Let's say it's the airline industry and they have a jet that crashes. Well, wouldn't it be yeah. opportune to have a voice to talk about what's going on, what procedures you're taking to shut down whatever needs to be shut down. What was the error? Rather than you relying on the media to cover it and sensationalize it, you control the problem. You control how you speak to the public. And this is another, a, this is another great example of it. During this crisis, what is your business doing? Yeah, it's an absolute way to control the media, the message that goes out from your organization to your employees to your customers, to your potential customers, to your communities that you're involved in, to the industry that you're involved in. It, it just covers so many angles of real places where things can go sideways. Very, um, very when, quickly, very quickly, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly. And, and so it's, it's about controlling your voice. It's about making sure that you are heard with your message, with your purpose, with your mission in the midst of a crisis. Now, Podcasts are great to have on a regular basis. You don't have to have a crisis, a pandemic going on in order for a podcast to be valuable to your organization. And, and I would go towards, I mean, look at this, city managers. I would look towards city planners, human resource departments of uh, organizations. I would look at um, universities, medical facilities, senior care facilities, insurance organizations, large chain restaurants should all have if not public podcasts, internal podcasts, speaking to their people so that they know how to mobilize and how to react and respond within the culture of what they've developed. It's amazing. 
Correct. And if you take this even one step further, that you've got to have a plan for communications during any situation. And this is going to be short term overall, comparatively. You know, it may be weeks, a couple of months. Okay. But compared to a recession, it's short. And this should get you to thinking, what is your game plan during a recession? I mean, hopefully we're going to be knocking on wood that this doesn't trigger one because of the worldwide situation and how each country is handling it and how each country is dependent on each other's country in regards to outgoing goods, incoming goods. Um, Hopefully it doesn't. But what is your game plan for communication during a recession? This can be a part of it. My plan is Oreo cookies. Oreo cookies. There you go. Oreo cookies. <laughs> and, and Eat my fears away. <laughs> whether it's powdered milk or real milk, there you go. Exactly. There exactly. You go. But if you yeah. don't, and, and I've been thinking about this a while, there's a gentleman who has the recession.com website. He was interviewed on a podcast recently and was talking about these, these ideas about do you have a game plan to get you through a recession? And, and some of it was the communication tool. Those that continue to communicate, whether it's be marketing, branding, advertising, or just talking to their base will come out of a recession quicker than those that don't, that hole up and don't spend money. But now is the time to get something going for yourself, not because of the of the virus situation, but understanding, gosh, this is a way to talk to my base efficiently, effectively, and they get to hear the energy from you as a speaker about what you're doing with things. About uh, absolutely trust the process. You know, we're here for you. Uh, you know, here's here's absolutely. our game plan. Here's what we're doing. Again, it's a fluid situation, but this is what we're doing today. And the other thing is too, Brett, is you and I are a testimony to this. We are hundreds of miles apart from each other while we're doing this. Um, we're not interacting physically with one another at all during this. And this is something that can be done very easily with any organization across the country because of various online meeting tools or um, online studio accesses, access points. Um, it's just, it's not something that you have to be in the same room with one another. You don't have to have somebody sitting there with you. If you have a USB mic that you can connect to your computer and you can get somebody to record on the other end, like myself, through the internet or through the phone, even for crying out loud, um, you, you can really put out a high quality podcast. And it does not have to dominate your day. It does not have to dominate your time. It does not have to require you going to some other city or some studio location within the city you're in or uh, some other state. It's just so easy. Now, I, when I think back to when I first got involved with podcasting, I mean, literally before it was ever called podcasting, it was audio on demand. And we were putting sound bites out about bands that I was working with with this record label. And just the labor that it would take to get a sound bite was massive. And then on forward in, in, in like 19 or in 2005 or 2006, uh, when I was doing that podcast for my comedy it was like a real pain in the rear end Mm. to try to do a phone interview because you had to figure out how they could hear you and you could record at the same time stuff that we had mastered in radio a long time ago but 
stuff that, you know, in podcasting world was yet to come. Right. The technology and, then, and the software is a little bit expensive. If you had it, you were buying broadcast equipment. Heck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly right. And so then you fast forward then to like 2010, 2011, and, you know, more online resources are available. Social media comes about. You're able to connect with more people, all that good stuff. That was fantastic. A fantastic development as well. But again, the technology by which uh, to to expedite these things wasn't really leaps and bounds. It wasn't it wasn't jumping ahead. It kind of stayed stagnant. Now, in the last two or three years, we've seen real movement in making it easy for people to uh, not have to invest a huge amount of money in a technology stack or in a, a gear stack uh, to to do some pretty impressive things. Equal to what we were doing in radio, you know, twenty years ago, for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it, it it's much much easier to do it, and probably <clears throat> more powerful than it was before too. I I kind of go back to that uh, notion of you're not relying on media to get your message out. I know when you and I were both in radio, you had so many people knocking on your door, calling in, "Hey, can you get our message out? Our school's closed," or uh, we've got to close because of this situation and you're relying on media to get it out. And maybe they would talk about it once during a newscast, but that was the one time. Mm-hmm. Now you, you have the opportunity to record a message daily, hourly, whatever you wanted to do, whatever the update is. You post it on your website. You get it out on social media. Those that are following you know instantaneously when you have a message out. All of us have been receiving emails from companies that we follow or have subscribed to a newsletter and you're getting these updates about what they're doing with COVID-19. What are they doing with COVID-19? And and pretty much it's kind of a copy paste situation where we're doing everything we can to protect our employees. Our employees are uh, completely involved in what we're doing. Our utmost priority is your safety when you're at our hotel or we're at this event or whatever the case might be. What better way to be able to to get that information out rather than a, a very cold email that may not be read or it's amongst 15 other emails that you're getting the same kind of message, you're getting a message that's verbalized by your CEO or by your marketing department, whoever is you know really doing the podcast overall. But what a great message it would be if the CEO really isn't doing the podcast, but all of a sudden he shows up on the podcast to do something. That will mm-hmm. take notice. So I, 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 Absolutely. I think this is a really good time. Anytime we go through crisis, emergencies, bad situations, it's always a good time to kind of sit back and take stock of what you're doing and what you're not doing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and take measure of what else can we do the next time this happens. And there will be a next time that there will be an emergency dealing with your industry, your business, your city, your town, your state. There's no way yes, around and- it. It's, it's going to happen. Perfect example, uh, recent emergency, the fires in Australia, the fires in California. Uh, How many businesses were displaced during that? How many of them, you know, were out of service or, you know, just out of sorts, if you will, uh, during that time? And I've heard that in Australia, um, several businesses, they didn't uh, have shut down, yes, but I've also heard that several businesses have radically altered the way that they communicate with their customer base based on that. And one of the things that they're doing, and as you know, one of the boons uh, areas of podcasting is Australia. Mm -hmm. 
They're using podcasts to communicate a message. There are so many things you can communicate through the spoken word as opposed to a written word, a video. Number one, you don't have to have your complete undivided attention geared towards a podcast. It would be nice. I would admit that. I'm a little bit narcissistic that way. (laughs) But you don't have to. You can go about doing other things and have a podcast playing. And people do that. And they are picking up the message that you are putting out in a podcast. They're not doing that with video. In video, you have to be locked in and engaged. You have to be sitting there. You have to be watching it. You have you can't walk away. You can't do other things. Same with reading. You have to be locked in and engaged. Podcasts, it's just such a convenient medium. It really does remove so many obstacles to make sure that you are heard. And the delivery of it is much easier than video as well, too. The setup is, sure is. You, don't, you don't have to worry about a stage setup, table, chairs in the right, where they're lighting good. Yeah, just mic check and you go and you get it out. And in some situations, timing is going to mean everything depending on who your followers are. Depending on who your audience is, they may, they may need to know immediately and they won't have the opportunity to stream a video. They're going to have to hear the audio portion of this and get that message out to them very, very quickly. And the phone is the perfect place for them to hear that audio message, whether it's attached to an email or it's a true podcast or it lives on your website. It doesn't matter. It's the audio message, but it still comes in the same form of knowing how to do it and getting it done properly and understanding the power of it um, and, and not uh, not abusing it, quite frankly, too. I mean, uh, it, I think you also right. have to understand especially with this, this we'll go back to the virus piece of it, you know, how so many podcasts are talking about this and I've not listened to one of them, but I'm only going to suppose that some of these are probably riddled with misinformation. Be careful what you riddled do with, with the message. misinformation and yeah. self-serving nonsense right. is, is what I've picked up. Right. I listened to a couple of them. In fact, I was so happy to see on LinkedIn, um, uh, another marketing professional, um, was talking about the sheer brutality of some marketers who are mixing in the coronavirus into their marketing message in order to increase their deliverables. Mm. It's just disgusting. Wow. And no wonder marketers marketers have a, a bad name, a bad reputation in a lot of instances. Right. Um, mm. Truly disgusting when people are taking a situation like this and making it something where they're just using it, not for any real purpose to give any real information, but to only heighten their brand name awareness. It's disgusting. Hmm. That's too bad. That's too bad. I and and that's that was where my mind went to first when I <clears> read the you know the first the, the, how the disease based web uh, podcasts are just doing fantastic, and that's great. I think we you know we're in such a twenty four seven media cycle that those want that one information are going to just absorb information. So it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword that you have an audience that's listening to your message, whether it's your corporate message or just a podcast yourself, whatever it might be, but you gotta be careful because if you go too far with it, you could in endanger your listeners, number one, and, and number two, disenfranchise them because you're full of misinformation. So you just gotta be careful and, uh, you know, have the right information, do your research and, and I would advise businesses, you're really only talking about what you are doing as a business versus the general public information about what to do to keep yourself safe. 
that's, that's right. That's a, yeah. the message is about you, not about them. Other than you're taking measures to protect you as a a client, as a customer. That's what they want to know, of course. Beyond that, it's how are you doing it as a company? Generically, this is what's going on today. And again, a fluid situation, depending on how how hard it hits your specific state, your specific city. Those are the updates. Um, There's enough information out there that for general health to get from the government and or local governments to, to know what you need to do. Uh, you brought think- up something really, really valuable, I think, in the fact that uh, you're talking about the power of and the opportunity of having your own media, what it presents, and and what a really great thing that is. But it's, you've also brought up the liability it can create. Mm-hmm. And it can. And th- you know, this is something that every programming organization, every program director, um, every show producer, every host has to deal with when they're behind the mic of a radio station. When we were disseminating information in emergency situations, I can remember uh, during a storm one time, I fired a guy (laughs) because he kept on using the word ominous. This Hmm. storm is ominous. Hmm. And I just said to him, you cannot incite panic in people. It is irresponsible to, to call the storm ominous when it's just... A storm. It is not. There's no. There's nothing coming from any of the services that says that this is, you know, the Wizard of Oz magnitude storm. Right. And, you know, I, the guy was not real pleased with me, and I just said, well, you know, when you can respect the voice that you've been given, maybe you can get back in a, a studio, but it won't be with us. You're mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. really. Companies have to take that same approach in when you are going to say something, you're either going to throw water or gasoline on a situation. Correct. Correct. And and don't underestimate the power of that podcast. <clears throat> it, it can do that if you've built a podcast, when Absolutely. you've built that podcast, that your listeners rely on what message you're giving them week after week after week again in, a, in the normal times, it's about your company, about the product, how fun it is, how fun it is to go shop for it, um, whatever it might be, okay? Or the business to business that you're a part of the, of, the, of the chain and here's what's going on in our end of it and how it's affecting things. It's all business oriented. But I get to give you an, mm-hmm. an example going back to radio for me too, the, the, the ultimate <laughs> during a um, – a fog delay for schools. I was a program director at a radio station. And at that time, everybody listened to the radio. That was your way of knowing uh, school delays. So for the schools to call into the radio station, there's always a code that you gave and those codes changed every year and the schools knew what code to say when they called in. So we wouldn't get phone calls that were erroneous or kids calling up to close their school. Well, that morning it was a flurry of changes of all the schools, whether they were closing, they were on a two-hour delay, and it slipped through that someone called in to close a certain school district. We aired it. Buses turned around, letting kids back home. The schools never were closed. We we closed the schools because of a wrong message. Enough, enough buses brought the kids back home that they couldn't turn it around. So we cost that wow. school – a day of calamity day by accident 
And, you know, we apologized and strict and, you know, got, got our systems down a little bit tighter, but it was a very, very busy morning. No one was fired over it. It just happened. You can, everything was fine. No one died uh, situation, but I, I give it as an example of when you have authority, you can cause damage if you do the wrong thing with it. And I think in these situations, these situations are a really good example of that. Watch what your message is. Get the message out, though, but understand your audience, what they're what they're uh, listening to the podcast for. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah. I'm Marty Daniels. Uh, I own a company called Podavox. We work with businesses and nonprofit organizations to put their message in podcast form and implement that as part of their marketing strategy. I'm talking today with Brett Johnson. He is the president and founder, CEO, Guru Rajneesh, and high spiritual leader of Circle 270 Media based in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, similarly, Brett works with businesses and nonprofits as well. Correct. And Did uh, I get that right? You got it. Yeah, we both we both <laughs> do Ooh. we do both do very similar things with our radio background, our audio background. We we create we help business create story and uh, and we're best of friends. And but we do it. We, we'd be best of friends if we were in the same city. But we both know the importance of what this medium can do, and that's why we're working together, uh, putting episodes together Absolutely. sporadically. But I think we'll be able to do more and more as we move forward. Um, but it's always a joy to get you on microphone and talk about this stuff. Absolutely, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for taking this impromptu time this afternoon, a Sunday afternoon when we're putting this together and uh, appreciate you taking that time away from Angie and the family and, uh, and joining us here today. And you the same. Thanks. Appreciate it.